Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Battlefield Show. I am Scott Gibson, your commander in chief guiding you through the battlefield of life. You know what you're here for. No more messing about. Stick the tape in. Hit the track. Onwards! Episode 22 of the Battlefield Show, currently still in lockdown, as many of you, as all of us are, as all of us are. Now, some are taking this lockdown far more serious than others, as I'm sure you have seen for yourself in the vast number of bob bags that continue to swarm the fucking streets. I don't, I mean, obviously you go every day, right, on your government-sanctioned exercise hour. Somebody told me the other day, well, you don't want to go two kilometres. Is that right, or is that made up? And if that is the case, then all you fuckers that are posting the wee map pictures of your fucking run, yeah, you're committing a crime. And you're spreading the virus. Um, because the, the world is on lockdown. That's an exaggeration. The UK is in lockdown. Joggers have become the new cyclist. In the olden times, when we used to go to work and have functioning lives, you know, remember that days not long ago? Um, cyclists were the enemy of the the normal man, the common man, the motorist. Eh? 
they they would clog up the streets. They would be offensive with the the lycra and the colour um, of the lycra that they would wear. Just just generally, I think you find cyclists are people who have a, a large question mark around them, both both in the the, the personal life and the and the personalities. I've yet to meet someone who is a decent uh, cyclist. Not as in they they can ride a bike well. I mean they're a they're a decent person about a banter. You know. If they have got a story to tell of being at a traffic light and unable to get their clips out and then falling over in their bike, um, they're, they're a tosser, you know. But in this current lockdown climate, the jogger has become the cyclist. Now, I understand there are people out there, there may even be people who listen to this podcast who enjoy keeping fit, <laughs> who enjoy going for a run. Yeah, nah. But it feels as if joggers right now, and again, it could be me over-exaggerating, as I always do, but it feels as though joggers are peacocking everywhere they go. Right? So they kind of just go for a run. They seem to always be running in pairs. Right? So they've got another peacock with them. And they seem to be making a lot of noise. Now, I don't know if it's because the streets are quieter that I can hear every pant and every groan, but it feels as if every jogger that passes me... <laughs> I don't I don't need to hear that. First of all, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see you, right? And then I don't need to hear it, right? It's, it's con... Every time I walk with fucking Doug, or every time I go to the shop... Fucking joggers, man. Like, they're just coming... F- you're going to put... How many... There never used to be this many people running. But the world's gone mad. We've gone We've gone insane. With a lockdown. We're now into week two. Is this week two of the lockdown? And, uh Week one was a laugh. Everything was fine. And now week two, it's getting serious. You know? It's getting serious. People are like, maybe this needs to end soon. You know? I can't cope with this. But how have you been? I hope he's a well. I hope he's a alive. Um, I don't know what's going on with the sound today. This fucking everything, everything's breaking down. Everything. It's almost as if the technology gods have went now. My my computer, which is a Mac, so I understand it has a lifespan of maybe six to seven months. It's in the road out. I've I've got an external hard drive. I've had that since day one. Anybody with a Mac knows never save a fucking thing on the bastard because you'll overload the cunt. I knew the external hard drive starting to fucking pack in as well. And for some reason, the fucking sound is off in this. So I apologise if this is a, a bit of a tinny one out there. Um, first of all, big shout out to everybody who signed up to uh, Patreon who's become a patron. Um, I mean, you were spoiled over the weekend. You had... Uh, an episode Friday, an episode Saturday, and then an episode uh, on Monday as well. The wonderful Harriet Dyer and myself. That was recorded last year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, so if you were on Patreon, then you would have got those episodes over the weekend. Um, and there will be another episode dropping for patrons only uh, this Friday. And also, I'll be sending out a wee uh, something special to all the patrons. Um, on Friday as well. I might even do it on Thursday. 
every Thursday night because it's uh, it's a recording from another podcast that I'm involved in. It's going to drop on Friday, but I might send it to my Patreon on Thursday. But don't tell Uncle Mal. We'll keep that to ourselves. But thank you everybody who signed up. Thanks everybody who took part in the quiz as well the last time. Um, we're going to run the quiz again um, next week, but we'll, we'll talk about that at the end when we're wrapping things up. So if you want to become a patron and uh, support me and support the show, because let's be honest, there's no fucking gigs. Right? There's no money. There's nothing. Eh? And I know you're sitting going, but big man, you're self-employed. The government's bailing you out. Are they fuck? Are they fuck? Right? By the time the accounting gets his fucking head in it, we'll be back up and running again. And even then, you mate, what's what's eighty percent of fuck all? Fuck all, mate. Even I can do their maths. So if you want to support me, support the show, and treat yourself because this isn't just like a fucking donation. There's people out there, and I know who they are. You know, just begging for your money. Not me. Not your old dad. Not fucking DJ Gibble. I'm 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 showering you with gifts, extra episodes, comedy albums are going to be coming out. Everything constant. Every Friday, Patreon only episode drops, um, and loads of wee goodies. Uh, and you can also get yourself one of the amazing pin badges as well if you become a four star general. So go to my website or head over to Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. And fucking sign up because generally, everybody who's signed up, it's incredible, right? And I, I, I hugely, hugely appreciate everyone's support. But I'll be honest, we need more. Um, it's a nice wee start. We're way off where we want to be. And aside the fact that we're in the situation we're in, aside the fact that the diary's been wiped out, there's no money coming in. Put that aside, I really want to build this show, I really want to build the concept of the Battlefield show, what I do with it, I want to build the production quality, I want to build the levels of output, and I also want to start building, to a point, the dream would be almost like a a network, is where we would get to, where we start to produce other podcasts, or we look at other content that you might be interested in, and we can start to bring that into the into the show. That would involve things like upgrading equipment. Dream situation would be moving into a studio. And all of that will come through Patreon. So the more people we can get on board, the more people that we can get to sign up to the Battlefield Army, the quicker we can do these things and the quicker we can build content. But to everybody who signed up, I, I truly appreciate it. So go over to Patreon, consider subscribing today, and you'll get access to all the content that's already on there, I think this light is about to fucking pack in on me, but we'll see how it goes um, obviously the situation is we're still fucking heavily locked in um, I have decided that once this is all over and I am free to roam, I'm going to find Joe Wick, uh, Wicks and I'm going to bring him to justice, because that man has destroyed uh, my thighs Um and, and he needs to feel the pain that I'm currently suffering. Everybody is going mad for these home workouts, right? And I, and I get it, you know. Hey, people are thirsty. You know, there's fucking men and women have got to lure them in on the traps, right? I get it. There's been a lot of people who would have been out 
flaunting it in bars and pubs and nightclubs, getting fucking rich, older men and older women, a thunder nights out. You know, I get that thirsty, thirsty bastards. I get it, right? And now you're stuck in the house. There's no way to go, right? The weaves burst. The fucking extensions are in the bin. You're struggling, okay? So what do you do? You get online, you do your workout, eh? You post the videos, you post the pictures. I get it. Thirsty bastards. Now, my exercise regime was limited before the lockdown. And now we're in a situation where we're stuck in the house and uh, everyone seems to be doing this Joe Wicks. It's some kind of 9am fucking workout with the Waynes. I mean, I don't know if that's what it was called. That's what I'd have called it, but... Couldn't seem to be going fucking mental for that. Now, it's my first real introduction to the boy Wicks. And uh, can I say, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, far too energetic for my liking. Uh, and the hair. Um, straight away, it's a no from me. Now, I understand, again, that kind of slimming world, you know, Zumba class, ladies at lunch. I imagine they would fucking lap that shit up. But for me, it's no my thing. I did one of his workouts, uh, me and the missus. Um, I don't like being forced to fart. That's my first issue. I enjoy a fart as much as the next man. Uh, I think there are some great comics in the world. I think some great comedy has been created uh, over time. But nothing is funnier than a well-timed fart. I think we can all agree on that. And by well-timed, I mean connected to the situation. You know, I don't just mean some dirty bastard that's just fucking left, right and centre, letting it rip. I mean, you know, mid-conversation, end of a sentence, right, a wee, a comedy fart. I love it, there's nothing funnier. And if you don't laugh at farts, you're dead inside, right? That, That, again, is a fact. You're dead inside. But I don't like being fat against, uh, sorry, forced to fart. But what I mean is putting my body under such strain and pressure that it has no other option than to fart. Now, that may be a defence mechanism. It may be a cry for help. I don't know. My my anus or my, my insides may have been under such stress and turmoil that they had no option other than to fucking set off a flare three minutes into a Joe Wicks workout. When we put it on, I've done the usual, right? Don't don't put the beginner on. Don't don't go a beginner. I'm not a beginner. Get the... Put up once. She went, no, let's just start the beginning. And I was blown out of my fucking ass. Squat. No. I can squat, this is another thing, the difference between men and women, right? Women do a lot of squats to grow the onion, right? You want to fucking have a big fat arse on you, okay? Because that seems, that's the new, you know, it's the Kardashians, it's that Latin American, this is the new thing, right? A big fat arse. And and a lot of women will will squat. Men, squatting for us, uh, it's easy, because bigger legs, bigger thighs, and again, I am shifting day-to-day, 21 stone plus. So I could squat to the fucking cows come home, right? If you were to put these legs 
on like a Kenyan fucking distance runner. The boy could run a hundred marathons without stopping, right? It's just the engine that's in the top half slows me down a bit. When it comes to power in the bottom, oh, my bottom's powerful. <laughs> but it was honestly killed me, man. It fucking killed me. And the thought of doing it again, and all that happened is I felt good, right? And people said, do you know if you did good after the workout? N- no. No. Do you know what feels good? A nap. A nice wee nap and a pint in the afternoon. So I did the workout. Uh, next day, slight twinge. Day after that, my fucking legs are killing me. They're burning. They're on fire. I'm back to making noises when I bend down for stuff. Try to get a dog's footballer. Like, oh, Jesus! <laughs> Went down the other day to put something under the desk and I had to plug something in and, and to come back up I had to fucking go into a chair and go back up again because my legs were that fucked <laughs> oh such a fat bastard man that's the other thing everybody thinks that they're going to get into this quarantine right this lockdown and we're all going to come out like fucking oh, fucking everybody's going to walk out a quarantine you know walk out a lockdown like they've done fucking 12 years hard time in the American prison. Fucking ripped, you know. Tattoos on top of tattoos. Fucking, oh, just been pumping iron. Still going to come out like fat bastards. Fat bastards are like weird skin conditions that we can't eh, get in the sunlight. <laughs> I hope you are surviving in the lockdown. I hope there isn't too much stress or tension uh, amongst family members against your loved ones that you're trapped with. I don't find it so bad. I, I was thinking the other day, in my, now we've got, I've got a balcony, right? I've got a balcony in the flat where I can sit and have a cup of tea or a coffee or a fucking French martini. I'd get a bit of fresh air, right? There's a park very near to where I am. I'm thinking it must be it must be brutal if you're stuck in like a block of flats and there's no there's nowhere for you to escape. You know, there's nowhere for you to like just to, to get fresh air. Also, just to be alone. And I know it's weird because you think like we're locked we're locked down, and a lot of people are starting to realize how much they value human contact and, and connection. And how much you took it for granted before that you could go and see a family member, go and see a friend, go and do something. But even now, the fact that we are locked together, you know, we are we are forced together. I think people will start to value like their own time more as well in their own space. Even the day I went out the day to try and film something right I've got an idea for a couple of things that I want to film and I was trying to find a few places to do it and I could not find a quiet space I couldn't believe it like, I couldn't believe it that's how I was I was getting angry today I'm going does nobody fucking appreciate what's going on now I know you maybe might say I'm being hypocritical because I'm out and about as well but the sheer number of people who are on the streets who are who are moving about? It's it's mind blowing. Now I have 
I would say the last maybe five days, right? I've been out most days. My missus is working from home. She's still working. Normal job, normal hours, right? Eight hours a day, working away. So if we need anything, I'll go to the shop or whatever. And I've been trying to go at different times because I want to see what the shops are like. So I've been a couple of times kind of after, you know, about five, back of five, back of six, and it was fucking chaos, right? And that's the other thing as well, Tesco. Missus went to Tesco the other day. And they've got the two meters, right? Social distancing thing, right? Now, people were queuing up outside, and to be fair to them, they were two meters apart, right? From the from where she was. Now that's because there was markers on the ground, so people are two meters apart, right? Um, and as it got further to the back of the line, every gun's just fucking mashed in, so nobody really cares. But see, as soon as you get in the shop, all bets are off. Oh, but nobody gives a fuck. People were standing behind you trying to reach over shelves. People were fucking nudging denials. It's almost as if, like... Again, I know I keep harping on it, but it's, it's, it's as if people don't understand what the fuck this virus is. Because I, I think a lot of people think this is an outdoor thing. It's, an out, it's in the air, Right? And as long as you're inside, it can't get you. Whether that's your house, a supermarket, a shop, as long as you're inside, it can't get you. Because as soon as people went in that door in Tesco, fucking, it honestly got it's like supermarket sweep. And you're just watching people going, I hope you all die. <laughs> people need to understand, man. You gotta keep your fucking distance. He's done that out of the traffic lights the other day, just cross and come back. And these two guys came up and just stood right beside us. And my mistress just went, are you fucking joking? And inside of me, I was obviously affronted. But also, I was like, yes. All it's taken is a global pandemic for her fucking madness to come out. Are you fucking kidding me? And he just looked a little and then moved back. And going, somebody asked a, a question. Let me get these up here. Um, Douglas Anderson. Douglas Anderson had asked, have you taken a cross on the road when you're out in your government sanctioned walk to maintain a two-metre rule um, when someone approaches you and coughs or do you hold your breath and barge on through? Douglas, first of all, thanks for getting in touch, mate. And uh, Douglas, also a, a Patreon hero, just so you know. Um, I, I have... I am keeping my distance when I'm out and about. And if I'm with a dog, I'm with a tour manager, and I see someone coming towards me, I tend to cross the road. Now, a couple of times where it's happened, I will call someone a cunt under my breath, right? I go, cunt. But nobody's really going to do anything, right? And if it were to kick off, that would be classed as your exercise for the day, right? So that's fine. If anybody's out... And uh, you might act like a ball bag and then fucking take your dial and, hey, let's rumble, okay? I'll give us something to talk about on the podcast. I've had a couple of times where I'm walking and people just refuse to move and I've kind of had to step out and I've gone around the car. Maybe there's a parked car and I've gone around that way and I'm thinking, right, that's still two metres. I'm no anywhere near this cunt. I hope they fucking die of the flu. And then you carry on your day. The worst thing is when you're walking down the road and some fucking cunt crosses the road to come onto the side that you're on when there's nothing and you're going, what the fuck are you doing? 
I've had that once. Again, I was out with the dog, and I'm walking down the street, and this guy, uh, I, I don't know if it was his girlfriend, I hope it was his girlfriend, you know, because they shouldn't have been that close together. Guy and a woman, other side of the road, cr- crossed the road to come on in front of me, and then walked down the side of the road we're on. And I'm just walking with a dog, and I just went, what the fuck are you doing? And they just looked at me as if, oh my god, I didn't expect to meet a, a common man in Edinburgh. And then they've kind of done a an arc around us and then came back in the pavement. I, I don't know what... No, I'll go to this in a minute. I don't know what needs to happen for people to take it serious. Because... I don't know... You may be one person at home now with fucking blackout blinds and covered in rallgics, you know, going, no, can't come near me. And you, maybe you're taking it serious. But you've got to admit, nobody seems fucking bothered. Really. And something doesn't feel right. Okay? Something doesn't feel right. No, I'm not gonna get any fucking tin hat conspiracy theory, right? But something something doesn't feel right, man. It, whenever you're out and you see people and you hear about things in the news, assholes having fucking karaoke parties, right? I tell you something as well. Obviously, I live, I live in, a, in a nice bit of Edinburgh, right? There's fucking Range Rovers and Porsches in my garage, right? It's a nice bit of Edinburgh. It's a lovely flat. Okay, okay. So nothing really happens here. Because most people are clued on. They know what's happening. I can't imagine what it must be like to be in a scheme they know. We've all seen the video of the boy on the balcony singing the Elvis songs, right? There must be some fucking magical moments of absolute mayhem happening in schemes across Scotland. If ever there was another reboot of that fucking TV show that had to happen, it is now the scheme on lockdown. It must be fucking glorious. Whatever your most fucked up, debauched idea that is happening right now in a scheme, times it by a thousand, and you probably still aren't even close. I can't imagine the sort of fucking mayhem that is unfolding in Scotland schemes. If ever a fly in the wall documentary, it is now, man. Where's Marvin? What's Marvin up to in lockdown? That's the fucking, that's the show we want. That's the show the people of Scotland want. What is Marvin up to in lockdown? <laughs> I guarantee you somebody's fucking divorced father dressed as Elvis singing songs on a balcony. Is the police fucking running around and trying to get up to him? Just fuck off, man. Again, nothing's going to change. If we, learn, if we learn anything from the situation we're in, nothing is going to change by doing things the way we've always done it, Right? What I was saying is we're not going to learn from from the mistakes I've made and the world's not going to change, right? We're, we are becoming more tolerant, we're becoming more open, we're becoming more thoughtful, kind towards one another. For example, the, the clap for carers, right? Now, I again, in my old, you know, ice heart... Part of me was like, 
What the fuck? Are we, what are we? What are we? Cl- this isn't us, man. This isn't the kind of thing we. Oh no, this isn't. This isn't us. Well, no, this isn't the kind of thing Scottish people do, you know. And then, as I said before, the way my block of flats is the apartments. It's in a. It's a kind of a U, kind of horseshoe shaped, if you like. And uh, all the balconies look into the the courtyards. And almost, I would say every. Every apartment had someone out, other than the ones that are Airbnbs, obviously, because they're bro, they're in Spain, you know, and they're giving a fuck. <laughs> but uh, I was amazed how many people came out and the big cheers and applause, and it was that kind of awkwardness, like when we're, when we're clapping, but people were like, "How long do you clap for?" Is a you know, it's not like the fucking football. There's no a whistles referee after it. Someone should have had a whistles referee. A whistles referee, a referee's whistle. What the fuck? This is what happens when you need to stop, man. You get in a flow with these things. Somebody should have had a referee's whistle. You know? Blast it after a minute. I think a minute's the standard time that most people would, would applaud or, or cheer for. But then, you know, when it's the NHS, you're going, do they get two minutes? Do they get three minutes? Ah, I don't know. And somebody shouted, Boon the NHS! And ah, cheered. And I got in trouble because I shook my neighbour's hand across the balcony and my missus like, you can wash your hands, for the love of God, wash your hands, set fire to the house. <laughs> so, we need to change. And by that I mean our approach to arseholes and idiots has to change, right? So this whole thing about the video clip of the guy in the balcony being dressed as Elvis and singing, right? Now, if that was an issue for the police... Why not just roll down the window of the van and fucking sniper the cunt in the forehead? Things have to change. These people who organised that mass barbecue, did you see this in the news? There was a group of people who got on Facebook, again Facebook, the, the money that is spent on police investigations, right? Why not just have somebody... Two people, right? Somebody, a, a jilted lover. Somebody's ex-bird who has been left for a far more attractive, better woman in every way, shape and form. Have that poor, sad cow sitting at a laptop because she will find you any cunt in seconds. You could have people who have lost family, have lost loved ones. Uh, they have they have nothing more than a, an old photograph and a first name. And if you find some fucking jilted lot, she could find you the person in seconds, right? So you've got her sitting at a fucking laptop, go through Facebook, and beside her is some Russian hitman. And she simply gives a name, passes it over, and then, deed. That's how we need to start dealing with folk. Gone. Right? Wiped out. The people who had the had the barbecue. And they've got to go and break them up. I know the way we laugh about places like China and Russia, right? But there, there, I've I've said this before, there's something comforting in the fact that you know hand on heart, if you do something you're no know to do, they will fucking kill you. And see until we have that level of fear. And authority in this country, 
nobody's gonna fucking take a lockdown serious. See if it comes to the point where we're going, listen, um, government update, um, we're now we're now cranking up the lockdown to uh, DEFCON 5. If you are caught on the street after the hours of 7pm, you will be shot and killed. People are like, fucking right. See, the first kind of got a bill in the head. It would, it would stop. That's how you stop all this nonsense. People having barbecues, people organising fucking karaoke parties. Fucking Volkanikin. Again, I'm not, I'm not condoning violence. Don't see this as violence. See this as culling the herd of assholes. I get, I get angry. I get angry when I see people in the street, man, just fucking kicking about. I'm like, fuck you, you good. Because cunts don't, cunts don't get, honestly, cunts don't get viruses. We all know there's people still kicking about. I guarantee you as well, I, I bet you the virus hasn't shut down the fucking, the grinder movement. Eh? Huh? Oh no. Folk are still out getting their holes, man. Twinks are getting pumped. All bears are getting rattled. It's going to take more than a pandemic to shut that down. People just need to stay in the house, man. See, before all this, what were you doing? You were sitting in the house. And now because you go to sit in the house, cunts are like, I need to get Why? Sitting in your ass. Netflix. Amazon. Disney Plus. I never even knew the fucking Simpsons were on there. Fuck me, sit and watch the Simpsons, man. We've started watching the US Office, and can I say, it's great. I thoroughly enjoy it. I hate the British one. Now, I know there's maybe a few of you being a f- going, big man, I can't believe you just uttered those words. I'm telling you, the fucking British office, I hate it. But the US office, once it gets past the second series, it starts to become its own thing, I'm quite enjoying it. Find a show, get into it, get a hobby. Fill your fucking time. Just stay, stay in the house. That's all you need to do. There's probably some of you fuckers who are sitting at home on a full wage. Yeah, fuck. A full wage. You fuck all we spend on. Go on Amazon, man. Treat yourself. Eh, start a hobby. One thing that I saw on the news this week or over the weekend, and you may have noticed it, was a legend who I wasn't even aware of. It's the, the Belarus president. Now... This grey day fuck nugget has basically come out to say that Belarus isn't going on lockdown and he basically thinks that the virus is a whole load of shit. Um, I don't know his exact words, I'll try and get it up here, but the headline that has came out of this article is, is just, again, it's just beautiful, man. You know, it's just beautiful. Tractors and vodka will cure Belarus of the coronavirus. That That's right. Tractors and vodka. No, Tractors and Vodka isn't in the name of like a Belarus pharmaceutical company, right? Don't be getting that confused. He is actually meaning a tractor and actual vodka will somehow combine to save Bel- Belarusians, Belarites, Belaroviets from the coronavirus. The these kind of Eastern European countries, I fucking love them, right? Because we all know Russia controls them, but they've got to have a wee man in there. 
to make it look as if they're their own deal, right? I, I love when you see pictures of them in the military regalia. They couldn't get any more fucking medals on their jacket if they fucking tried. This guy, um, this is a news article right now. This is from The Times, um, not a paper I normally look at. As the world scrambles to discover a cure for the coronavirus, the strongman leaders of Belarus is promoting is promoting his own unique recipe for staying healthy. And this is what he said. Drink vodka. <laughs> a lot of kids are like, hey, this was the kind of guy we need to run the fucking country. Drink vodka, work hard in the countryside, and visit the sauna. <laughs> fucking hell! So, the advice of stay indoors, wash your hands, and social distance. If you travel to Belarus, their equivalent is get pissed on vodka, put in a shift in the field, and have a sauna. <laughs> Fuck. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying, like, it just doesn't feel as if it's. Something doesn't feel right. Do you know I mean? Something doesn't feel right. And I, and I can't explain it to you, I can't put my finger on it, but something just doesn't feel right. It feels as if something's been kept for us. Now, imagine this is the part in the movie in 50 years' time when it's made that it suddenly takes a plot twist, right? Because if parts of the world are... Not only are they just not even... Do they not have the same threat levels? They're not taking it seriously. Like, to them it just doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Fucking... People die, people die all the time. It's not a thing. Have a vodka, go and do a shift, and have a sauna. Stop fucking moaning, right? So either there is an imbalance there in that it is not as bad as they make out, but we have seen the pictures. We've seen the record number of people returning to the NHS. We've seen the stories of foreign NHS workers having their visas extended so they can remain in the UK to help with the virus. We have seen articles of morgues being built, field hospitals being built. Why are why why is this happening? Why are they building field hospitals? Why are they turning locations into extra hospitals? Why are they building morgues to house the bodies? Why is this happening? If it's not as serious as we think it is. Now, the last time we saw that kind of thing was the Ebola outbreak. And again, there wasn't the coverage because it was poor black people that that was happening to. And the West, in this country, doesn't give a fuck about poor black people. They very, I mean, they barely care about poor people, let alone poor black people. So is it a case of because this is killing rich white people as well that suddenly all these things are brought into place or is it because we are not being told everything that's going on and I would probably argue with the latter. I'm not saying this to be all hysterical and say the fucking aliens are coming, cunts are going to start biting us and oh, we've got a taste of blood. But it just feels as if something's going on that we don't know about. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's what it feels like. It's clearly a very serious disease. It's clearly a very serious situation we find ourselves in. 
but all you have to do is go to any social media feed and you will see pictures and images of high streets shops that you would think have been taken months ago and they have been taken today vast crowds of people people still going out about their business people still carrying on as if life is normal and you think something doesn't feel right man you know Today, on a personal level, we're talking about the the French, the Edinburgh French Festival potentially being cancelled. This should have been cancelled fucking weeks ago. Before the lockdown, it should have been cancelled weeks ago. As soon as there was any discussion about people being locked down or people being put in quarantine or isolation, it should have just been cancelled. And that's it. Take the hit on it. And even if everything goes back to normal in May or June, and you would have had two months to go in here, all you got to do is come up with a statement going, listen, we take people's health very seriously, it's fucking one of these things, we let it roll over. But we're still on edge to see if it's going to happen. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel, something just doesn't feel right, do you know what I mean? And the other thing that I saw, now again, I, I, had, I had briefly saw it, a news article about this and because because we are in the dark and you're fed bits and pieces it's easy to get carried away right now I only know a little bit about this because my my missus worked in China and lived in China for for a nearly two years I think she was teaching English over there right for Disney and um, so there was an article that came out on a story that 21 million cell phones apparently disappeared in China right now not the phones themselves that's not new I mean, that would be a new story if suddenly you woke up and 21 million phones have fucking disappeared this is 21 million now think about that 21 million right that's nearly four times the population of Scotland 21 million cell phones disappear from the networks now what this is implying is that the figures that have come out regarding the deaths in China are completely fabricated in the sense that it is 10, 20, 30, 100 times more the actual number of people who have died from the virus in China than what they're claiming. Now, I fully believe, and again, these are all just based on opinions, I fully believe more people died in China from the virus than they would ever officially recognise. Is it upwards of the millions? I don't know. I mean, none of us would ever know. But I certainly think that it is far higher than the figures that they're putting out. In fact, let's just look at it just now. Death. Uh, there's a. There's a. This is how fucking morbid the world becomes. There's a, there's a website you can go to get the figures. Um. So at the moment, um, and I am recording this on Tuesday, 31st of March, this is at 5 past 6 in the evening, the current, this is the world, coronavirus cases is 828,116 across the world, less than a million, you know, when you actually start to see the figures, Again, it's, it, it, 
one, it questions the level of hysteria that we're at, and also, two, it questions for me the sense that something else is going on. Because there's no way we would have this world pandemic when there's only been, there's less than 850,000 cases. Deaths, right now, total deaths at 40,728. Again, that doesn't seem like a really, a really big figure. 40,728 cases, oh, sorry, deaths at this moment in time. From that figure, a recovery figure of 1,774,440, which again, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right, let's look at... Uh, Death, death, death by this view by country, right? China, China, China. Total number of cases in China, right? Now remember, they they are almost at the point where they're starting to open up towns again. Wuhan's been reopened, right? The fucking epicenter of of Batgate, right? Where that first fucking bat tackle was munched upon. Uh, China, eighty one thousand five hundred eighteen total cases 81,518 in China a population of over a billion and they've got less than 82,000 cases to- this is, I mean this is the most fucking nonsense thing ever total deaths according to to this website which is the, the worldmeters.info right China's registered total deaths for coronavirus is 3,305 what the actual fuck? 3,305. I mean, there, there's absolutely no way in hell those figures are real. No way, right? Now, again, I'm not saying it's in the millions, but I'm saying those figures are false. So, go back to the article, right? Also, where are we at in the UK? Um, again, uh, let's just refresh because... These have been updated all the time. UK currently 25,150 confirmed cases. New cases is up by 3,000 new cases in 24 hours, which is fucking mental how quickly the rates are growing in the UK. And is that because people have been tested more? You would argue yes. Total confirmed deaths in the UK, 1,789. Again, it's not a massive figure. I mean, there'll be people who... It's not, it's not a competition, you know, to see who's dying or what, but less than 1,800 deaths. So the news article that I'm talking about was 21 million cell, cell phones disappeared in China, right? Now, the reason why this is interesting is because if you know anything about the culture in China, their phones are their life. Not to the extent that we have it where we pretend... Oh, I'm never off my fucking phone, man. I'm I'm playing. I need to go and feed my animals in the farm. Their phones are their life. They don't have WhatsApp. They have a thing called WeChat. WeChat again. Everything's controlled by the government, right? They can view messages. They can look at you. There's there's obviously stories which are real of people commenting about things in the government on WeChat. Next minute, fucking they're gone, right? Again, you've got to admire that. You've got to admire that. I don't know if that's the fucking right wing in me, right? But you've got to admire that. 
government going, do you know who I think's a fucking dick man? Fucking Xing Pei. And then next minute, you're gone. I fucking love it. Anyway, WeChat is used for everything, right? You pay for goods and services on it. You can pay for taxes. You can pay for food. Everything is controlled through your phone. And it is a way to make life easy. And it's also a way for the government to track the population. Right? Everybody has a phone. And it's a way for you to track them. Now, 21 million cell phones disappeared off a network. The the reasons why it was given out... Um, now, obviously, they came out and say that these are, this is false, right? And and the, the actual reasoning behind the disappearance was apparently a migration of workers who, after the shutdown of Chinese New Year, were unable to re-enter the country, right? Now... There's obviously a bit of truth in that, and there's obviously a bit of lies in that. 21 million people don't just disappear off a mobile phone network because they are transient workers that are unable to re-enter the country again. You know? No, I'm not saying these 21 million people are dead. But I'm saying that the number who have actually died from this in China is clearly far, far greater than the numbers that are being put across. More people will have died in fucking China today from choking on a bit of fucking, I don't know, lion's fucking toenail. A dodgy chopstick. More people probably died from fucking diarrhea and vomit than they claim dying from coronavirus. It's saying here that the rumour that 21 million cell phones disappeared in China is misinterpreted. Again, everything's just so fucking vague, man. You're like, what's going on? Who's controlling this, man? What's happening in the world? Misinterpreted. The original news was about China mobile carriers lost 21 million subscribers amidst the coronavirus pandemic. So no mobile phones has actually vanished, obviously. It's just a number of mobile subscriptions that were cancelled during the COVID-19 pandemic. Why would you be cancelling your mobile phone during a pandemic? That's my question. Eh? The China Mobile Limited, which is the world's largest mobile character, even that's mental, isn't it? Never heard it. Never heard of China Mobile Limited, and it's the world's largest mobile carrier. Honestly, see if you've read some of this shit. Fucking drive you insane, man. Um, China Mobile Limited has reported having its first decline and the number of users since the year 2000. This is due to the cuts in the business activity amidst the coronavirus crisis. Again, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense that amidst the crisis and amidst the, the business campaign, you would have a fall in numbers. Everybody needs their phone. It doesn't matter if you are at work or not. Everybody has a phone. And again, I go back to the point where if you are using that phone to control aspects of your life, you're not giving that phone up. It's reported that within January and February, the subscriptions of China Mobile Limited fell by more than 8 million, as mentioned on our company's website. Another China Mobile car Carrier company called China Unicorn Hong Kong Limited lost 7.8 million users in the same period, while China Telecom Corporation lost 5.6 million users in February. Now, between these three carriers, they have lost almost... 21 million subscribers. Something's no adding up here. 
Expert analysis believe that the drop in the mobile users could partly be responsible for the number of migrant workers who cancelled their work work region mobile subscriptions as the virus prevented them from entering the country after the lunar holidays in China, so Chinese New Year. So again, they're saying migrant workers have cancelled their Chinese work phones because they're unable to re-enter the country. 21 million of them. The migrant workers usually have one subscription for their work location and another subscription for their home region. Though the drop in the number of users is not normal when looking at the bigger picture, the number of subscription cancellations is small with respect to the total number of wireless subscriptions that have risen from the three companies. I don't believe a fucking world of this. Something's not right, man. It just feels as if we're going to get another twist in the story pretty soon. If you want to look at that article or you want to look at the other stuff that's related to this um, news item that's come out about the mobile phone disappearances, it's on a website called republicworld.com. Um, it's basically a news website that, that fact checks or apparently tries to fact check uh, news rumours from across the world so if you want to check it out go to republicworld.com maybe need a fact check on the old fucking Belarus president eh to see if I saw imagine after all of this right imagine after all this hysteria all this washing your hands the way to actually fucking get rid of coronavirus was a pint of vodka and a fucking sauna this, these are the tests. These are the tests that should be getting done. I know scientists will be on getting it fucking put a wee bit of that in there, put a wee bit of that in there. Why, why is there not just some mental scientist, a big fucking fag on the go going, right, Tom, thanks for coming in, mate. Three grand cash. That's yours up front. Nobody's going to take that away for you. Um, what we want you to do, mate, is enjoy the free bar and then go and sit in the fucking steam room for half an hour and let's see how you feel after that. Maybe that's the way to, maybe that's the way to do it. I don't know. Right, this is going very fucking tin hat, man, isn't it? It's going very fucking serious, this episode. I mean, sometimes we laugh. Sometimes we fucking think. You know? Let's do some questions. Let's bring this back round a bit. Um, Again, thanks to everybody who submitted questions. Uh, obviously, the questions that we're going to be answering today come from the fucking Patreons. Now, it's not that people who listen to the episodes that aren't patrons, it's not that you're any less of a of a human, you know? You, you have no fewer or less rights as a person compared to someone who you know, supports me and supports the show by joining Patreon, enjoying that extra content, maybe getting their pin badges, being a hero, being a legend, being a member of the Battlefield Army. It's not that they are a better person than you, you know, the person who just listens to it for free on Spotify or iTunes or Acast or Stitcher or SoundCloud, whoever it is. I'm just saying you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh, I'm joking, man. I love you, you know, but fucking go fuck yourself. All right, these questions are from Battlefield Army members, paid up members of the Battlefield Army. 
Let's go to uh, Andrew. Andrew's asked, what is your lockdown movie of choice and what have you experimented making in the kitchen since lockdown? Great questions, Andrew. Thank you for being a patron, big man. Um, movie of choice. Right, I'm going to say something to you now. And again, this is not about losing listeners because the last thing I want, I want to grow these numbers. I don't want to push any away. But I'm going to be honest with you, right? You come here for the honour, you come here for a laughter, and to fucking lose yourself in a wee hour or so of chat, right? I get that, but I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat it, and I'm not going to lie to you, right? I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you two films, okay? One, Blues Brothers. We watched it last week, the missus had never seen it, I was shocked and horrified by it, we stuck it on, she loved it, right? And I also, I forgot how good a film The Blues Brothers was. If you've never seen it, give it a watch, right? There's also a whole lot of great films out there. One of my favourite films of all time, maybe a bit more difficult to find, I don't think it's on Netflix, in fact, I know it's not on Netflix. It's a film called Mr. Holland's Opus. Beautiful wee film, right? Beautiful wee film. Even I like Richard Dreyfus. And music. What more can you ask for? Mr. Holland's Opus. If you've not watched it, check it out. Now, we got Disney Plus. Obviously, right? We've got to stay abreast of pop culture. Find out what the fuck's going on in the world. Disney Plus. Now, I am not a big comic book guy. And when I say I'm not a big comic book guy, I am not a comic book guy. I know some of you might look at me and go, big man, you look like a comic book guy. It's no my thing. I've never collected them. I've never read them, right? Graphic novels, I've never been into it. I enjoy the films. But I've never been into the kind of comic book world, right? Not to shun it. Okay, I quite enjoy it, you know? It's something I probably could be could see myself getting involved in but Disney Plus Marvel Universe I sat down the other night and this this will show you how how difficult it was for me I had to do it over two nights I couldn't even handle it in the one night I watched Avengers Endgame and I have to say it was one of the biggest pile of shites I've ever seen in my life now I, I can I can hear the fucking laptop's been smashed by some of you. And again, I get, you know, the thing that you love, you don't want to hear somebody who you admire and respect and, and me fucking shun these things. But I'm telling you right now, it was fucking garbage. It was garbage. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the need for it. I know that fucking Iron Man had to die. Could you know I killed the cunt another way? It just felt as if... And I get that it's the whole... The universe is coming together and everybody gets their fucking teammates. But I, there was fucking people coming up on the screen. I'm going, who the fuck's this cunt? I didn't even know they were fucking superheroes. Man, huh? Every fucking bastard, the bit when they're having the big fight at the end, which was shite as well. 
I'm sorry, it was fucking shite. They've got to get the fucking the festas, <laughs> the festa stones. <laughs> they fucking get a get a festa fury. Maybe don't have that as the image of how you save the world. How are we going to save the world, Iron Man? I'm going to get a big fucking robotic fist, right? And I'm going to get a way to carry the fist. And whoever wields the fist is the fucking daddy. I'm Iron Man, you cunt. Snap. <laughs> the fight was shite. The story was shite. Thor's fat. Why's Thor fat? And then all the portals start opening up and everybody from the Marvel Universe is coming. You're like, who the fuck's that cunt? Some fucking dick walking through, half horse, half guy, you're like, what? I missed that film. I just thought it was shite. I thought it was shite. You know, and then Iron Man had a kind of shitty death. And his funeral, what a shite funeral. The cunt's a fucking gazillionaire. And you're telling me that's how Iron Man goes out? In his fucking pond? I don't think so. They can't build a fucking time machine for God's sake. You know, or maybe maybe that is the maybe I'm overlooking this. Eh? Maybe maybe I'm overlooking this. Maybe that is the most real aspect of the film. The fucking billionaire dies and suddenly the widow starts going, Hey, we're gonna cut back a bit. Oh fucking pepper pots like that, no chance. Put a fucking end to this. Listen, we're thinking about having a, a solid gold casket. It's going to cost two and a half million dollars and we're going to raise them up uh, on a rocket and, and send Iron Man into, into air and the whole funeral service uh, 500 guests nine course meal um, Pavarotti's playing we've actually we've actually dug him up we've travelled back in time we've brought Pavarotti back for the dead and he's going to sing uh, as the rocket goes up uh, she's like how much? Like, about 50 million dollars fucking pity cunt on a Christmas reef and we'll stick him in the pond. Done. But Miss Pepperpot, this is how this is what Iron Man would have wanted. Fuck the cunt. He's dead. We'll watch his wee hologram video. The cunt's gonna in a fucking holly reef and he's getting popped in the pond. And then Captain America, who's the shittest of all the fucking Marvel, whatever they are, superheroes, whatever. Captain America is a fucking wank. And then he decides to just go back and live a life and then he's old oh, I'm dead old Captain America no? why does it make sense does it why don't you tell about your wife why don't you fuck off why don't you fuck off shite it took me two nights to watch it and the second night I had to fucking psych myself up I had to watch about always sunny before it to fucking trick my brain to think hey I've had a, I've had a good bit of laughter so now I can batter through the last hour of this shit. So if you've got, if you are a fan of Marvel Universe, have I missed it? Have I, have I missed the, the boat in this? That maybe need to watch two or three and build up and kind of do it on one night, kind of thing, you know, and go, oh, he's dead, because jumping straight in. No, I've seen the other ones, but going in at the end game, I was like, this is fucking box. <laughs> but if you want a film to watch, Blues Brothers and Mr. Holland's Opus fucking check out if you've got any film recommendations for me fucking send them over man I'd love a good thriller a wee scary fucking oh what, what the fucking Jesus Christ don't open that man oh my god what's happening what's in the box I'd love something like that 
So if you've got any recommendations, find them over. Uh, Andy Boy also asked, what have you experimented? Sorry, what have you experimented making in the kitchen since lockdown? Nothing, nothing yet, Andy. Just the usual, mate. Just the usual. Um, we've done a lasagna. We've done. Uh, I done a nice um, sausage casserole the other day. That's what she said. Um, nothing, nothing, no experiment yet, mate. Just the, just about good cooking. But I think we're gonna we're gonna knock out a few items uh, this coming week. If we can get to the shops and get some stuff. I've got a, a cookbook dish room. Um, so I want to try and get into that. And I'm going to start baking, I think, man. I'm going to try baking. Um, I don't know how it's happened, but we have got a fuck ton of honey. Which is an actual unit uh, of measurement. Uh, a fuck ton. Which means more than five jars of honey. I don't know why. I, I don't have honey on toast. I don't have it in my tea. I have no idea why I have all this honey, but I have a fuck ton of honey. So I need to do something with honey. Uh, I imagine there must be some kind of honey cake, or honey loaf, or honey biscuits. Fuck knows. But uh, it's going to be baking, Andy boy. We need to find something to do with some honey, and we're going to make some some tasty Indian dishes next week, man. That's the that's the plan. Um, Simon, the bold Simon, has asked, what hotel does the best breakfast? Uh, Simon's saying, I'm nom- nominating Bankery Lodge Hotel, all cooked to order. Oh, I mean, that's your looking for, Simon, in a breakfast, you know. Cooked to order. Large glasses uh, for your fruit juice. Now here, right, I mean, there you go. Simon's fucking nailing this. Large glasses for your fruit juice. Cold meats and cheese, obviously, from the deli. Uh, not from a supermarket packet and pastries and breads made that morning. I am not familiar with the Bankery Lodge Hotel, Simon, but uh, after that description, it's something I need to check out. Well, nothing annoys me more than when you go to get a breakfast and it's that kind of buffet style, but the the glasses that they give you for the fruit juice are like fucking thimbles, man. I'm not going to take the cunt, right? I'm not going to take a pint of fucking apple juice, fill a flask up. I'm not going to do Just give me a fucking glass. Just give me a normal fucking glass. All right? I can't remember the name of the hotel. There's, there's a hotel in, in Birmingham. In fact, it's a Penta Hotel, right? Which isn't a particularly great hotel. The Glee, when you play the Glee in Birmingham, they always put you up in there. And that breakfast is pretty decent. I've had a, I think when you go north... It's pretty good. Anywhere north of Scotland. Anywhere up in the Highlands, you get a good breakfast. And again, the last time we were in... Fuck, where were we, me and the missus? We went to a, a 70th birthday party. Uh, near... Is it Crail? Near St Andrews. And I can't remember the name of the, the bed and breakfast we were in, right? But it was basically staying at your grannies. That's what it felt like. We turned up, lovely wee old woman... On her husband have the house. We came in, showed us to her room. The room was roasting, just like when you stay at your granny's. One of the most comfortable nights sleep I've ever had in my life. The bed, I've never experienced a bed. It was like being in a cloud. I imagine that is what death is like. Sleeping in that woman's bed. That's probably as close to, to dying 
is you'll get living. My yeah, every my heart rate just everything just slowed down, and you were just cocooned in comfort. And then before you know it, bang, you've been asleep for nine hours, right? It was fucking glorious. And the morning came down the stairs, and the husband's in the kitchen. He came out to welcome us, right? And we were the only the other two people. I think there was only three rooms in it, but the other people were still asleep. We were heading off early, and he's there with the wee fucking the, the chef's white, you know. And I'm going fucking with yourself, son. What a breakfast, man. What a fucking breakfast. We were pissing ourselves because they asked us if we wanted cereal before it. Uh, and it's obviously in the corner, so we're going to go and get some cereal. And she said, would you like, would you like porridge? And I thought, because I was still half cut, like, fucking, you know what, I'll fucking, I'll have a bowl of porridge, eh? This bowl of porridge, you could have fucking drowned a dog in it. It was huge, man. So we battled through the porridge. And then they cooked breakfast, came out, and fuck, what a breakfast, mate. What a breakfast. I mean, everything you're looking for. Sausage, bacon, haggis. I'm looking for haggis. I'm saying it, right? I'm saying it. I'm looking for it. I'm not saying you have to have it, but I want to know the options there. Especially if I'm fucking Scotland, man. Black pudding, good black pudding. Daddy's gone, mushrooms. And again, it wasn't the tin mushrooms. You could see that at one point, this was a whole... This, this mushroom arrived into these premises in mushroom form never came in a fucking tin soaked in its own mushroom death juice no it arrived whole intact mushroom form and somebody took the time (laughs) to chop that bastard up it was delicious man toast fucking good butter strong coffee apple juice I went on away that's probably the last great breakfast that I've had and I haven't got a fucking clue what the name of the bed and breakfast was. But if it gives you any consolation, because some of you may be listening going, I want to go and stay there, they're selling it. <laughs> that wasn't the off the back of us staying there. We got in a bit of conversation and they were like, we're too old for it now, son. Too old now. This is too big, you know. This is too big for just that. So that's last season, we're selling. We're selling. But it was amazing. I wish I could fucking remember it. Maybe I'll remember it next episode. I'll fill it in. Um, right, Simon, Andrew, thank you very much for your questions. Douglas, we got on to yours earlier, mate, about the two metre rule. Thank you very much indeed for your question. I'm just looking at the time. We are fucking over again. Every single episode I say I'm going to keep this to an hour. And every time we're on too far. Thank you very much. God almighty, we're rifting here. Thank you very much to everybody who um, has got in touch. Um, with some questions for the show thank you again to everyone who's signed up to Patreon so far if you are not a Patreon consider subscribing today it will support me and support the show and it will help me keep making content that will come direct to you go to patreon.com forward slash big scott gibson you can sign up for as little as five dollars a month which is fuck all that three quid fucking nothing man you will get an extra episode every single week. Patreon episodes drop on a Friday and there'll be some more content that'll be dropped throughout the week as well. So please go and do that. If you can't, help grow the show. If you listen to it, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform um, or whatever app you use to get your podcast. But we are on lockdown. So tell your friends, share the episodes on your social media. Help grow the fucking show, man. The numbers are great. The listening figures are good. But we need more, okay? If you've got a friend, if you've got family members, 
tell them about the show. That's your fucking homework, you cunts. Let's get these numbers up. Um, a couple of things coming up that we should mention. I'm going to be doing another quiz, like I said. Now, there is another one scheduled for April the... Where's my notes? Where's my fucking notes? Push, 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 push. April the 8th. Um, but I may do another one this week because I've had a couple of people mention me already asking if we're going to do a quiz. So if I decide to do it, it'll probably be Thursday night. Keep an eye out on Facebook. Uh, we might do one. But the next one is scheduled in for April the 8th. So stick it in your fucking diaries and we'll do another quiz slightly earlier time of 8.30 uh, this time. But again, thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks for your support with the show. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. Wash your hands and your arsehole. Subscribe to the podcast. Get on the Patreon. And hopefully, we get back to normal soon. And uh, I will see you on the battlefield when I can. The dates that have been cancelled for April uh, and also June. Um, I am in the middle of trying to reschedule as much as I can. Those that can't be rescheduled are being added onto the tour dates for next year. Um, but by the time we come back next week to do another episode, I'll have an update on some dates that are coming up. So you can watch out for them. But in the meantime, get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of thing. Follow the pages, subscribe to the show, join the Patreon, fight a good fight. Wash your hands. Thanks for listening, team. All right, take care of yourselves. I'll speak to you all soon. Onwards. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.